Hey everybody, I'm Luke. And I'm Kurt. And welcome back to The Breakdown. So good to be here. It truly is. I feel like my mic is super hot. This is great. I'm going to turn that down just a scotch. There we go. Well, it's a good thing we can do post-recording edits. So. <laughs> Dave, yeah. you got something to take yeah. care of. So <laughs> Dave edits a lot of things he really that does, I say. Man. You guys have no idea. There's no way. All the mistakes, <laughs> all of the you know sacrilegious comments that we make that have to get scrubbed. That never happens with you, Luke. <laughs> never happens. That's the wrong. Uh, that's the wrong um, podcast. <laughs> actually, no, no. No, I've actually had a lot of people ask us, like, so do you? How does the recording go? And I say, honestly, we just hit record, and then we have the conversation, and then we stop. Yeah. Um, and I think that that should be an encouragement to it anyone should. listening yeah. that it's really not about getting things right. It's mm. just about having a conversation and the Holy Spirit guides the conversation. There's not any like trying to edit out our thoughts yeah. or it's just we speak from where where we're at and our experience and our study of the word and the Lord uses that. He really and does. And he's going to build on that. So we're all still in a process. Yes. Um, don't worry about getting things wrong. And, you know, don't hold, don't hold people when they get things wrong. And don't, don't bash yourself if you say something that doesn't come out exactly right. Well, Correct. That's part of the learning. We're, yeah. all, we're always learning. Now, I think maybe for us as teachers, it's easier for us to grasp that. Because mm. if you're a teacher, you are learning. Yes. You're, 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 you're a student first. You're a student always. for life. Yes. But that's true for all of it's us. It's true. It's very true. Yeah. So don't give yourself grace. God's, God gives you grace. Extend that grace to others. Yeah. And we're all going to learn together. I like that you're bringing that up because I hadn't even really thought about that. We're not. What are you, what are you, what are you laughing at? No, I, was, I was thinking exactly what you're thinking now. <laughs> no, I'm literally saying I, I love that you're yeah. bringing this up because I didn't even think that maybe some people think that this is all pieced together yes. and we're fabricating. Yes. We literally yeah. sit down, have a dialogue. Yeah, that's it. Which is really the whole vision for the breakdown mm -hmm. was to model a healthy discussion about what we experienced on Sunday as we're as we're moving forward Absolutely. throughout the week. Hey, this yep. was the word that the Lord spoke through the pastor and how is it applying to our lives? So what are we doing? How are we breaking it down throughout the week? So, mm -hmm. that's Absolutely. Great. And uh, obviously this past week, super amazing Sunday, yeah. I guess uh, maybe depending on where you fell, but it was a great Sunday. I thought uh, before we get into this past week, I actually wanted to just kind of drop a couple of quick lines we did this last year. I think I asked you last year, what was Halloween like growing up in, in your house? Because we're in our house? a little less than a week away. We didn't do Halloween. Yeah, we didn't either. Yeah. And I do feel like if we're, we sometimes can fall on, on either side of the aisle. And I think it's important is like, what is the Holy Spirit saying? What, what should you do? You know, is there something that you can do to shine your light on Halloween? I think that's a great idea. Mm -hmm. I think if God is putting it on your heart to maybe if people are already coming to your door, <laughs> yeah. you know, maybe having the candy and having some gospel encouragement or whatever yep. it is, or going from door to door, but you know, you seek the Lord. I just think it's really awesome. We're going to have prayer here, obviously, mm -hmm. but I, I oh, know yeah, it's on Tuesday. Yeah, it's on Tuesday. Yeah, see, I don't, it, Halloween doesn't even register on my... No, me either. On my radar, because it's like, it's not something that I do. I know. Um, I see all the decorations, which yeah. I will say over the last yeah. few years have yeah. gotten very grotesque. Yeah. The, the giant skeletons mm -hmm. and, you know, all that. 
but it's really it, it it brings me to it brings it comes up for me. You can tell we don't edit this. It comes it's, come, <laughs> <laughs> it's coming up for me right now because we met this my my youngest daughter and I met this gentleman at Walmart and he just looked at her and he's like, "Hey, are you all excited for Halloween?" And she looked up at me like, "Dad, what do I say to that?" Right? Yeah. And I'm like, "Wow, good job, Bella. Good job looking up at me for the answer." And we just talked about it and he's like, "What do you mean?" You don't celebrate Halloween. Mm -hmm. And I realized we have to have a better response. You know, when I was a kid, it's really just about candy is from a kid's perspective. But I just think we don't have to totally overlook the day. We are the light of the world. And we can invade that darkness, whatever it is. Man, if there are people ringing your doorbell, praise God, take Mm -hmm. the opportunity. You know, shine the light of Christ. Whatever the Lord shows you. You know what I'm saying? But I think it's good that every family kind of pray it out. And discover what the Lord's saying. Absolutely, absolutely. And I think that's that's um, a really key characteristic of not falling into legalism. Mm. Because when you fall into when when Satan plants legalism in your heart, like don't do this, don't do that, yeah. and you're doing it out of like a religion or not doing something out of religious duty, you tend to isolate. Yeah. But when you allow the Holy Spirit to really show you, like you get a conviction. Okay, I'm not going to participate in this. Mm -hmm. But when that comes out of a conviction from the Holy Spirit, you're also changed into, okay, so now how do I see people that do it? And what would be the Lord's heart in me interacting with them Mm. to reach, to reach them? Yeah for for the lord yeah right so it's that's kind of like a very nuanced uh a thing i I hope the like you can grasp what i'm trying to say yeah but that's it's a difference between not just checking a box or or saying like oh okay i've fulfilled all the requirements i've done these things i don't do those yeah it's no i am living out of uh, a conviction from the Holy Spirit, being counseled by the Holy Spirit, being counseled by the Word of God, understanding what these pagan holidays are about, mm. but I am not losing sight of the lost in my my lack of participation. Yeah, absolutely. Or making this great chasm of separation yeah. to where I can't, I'm just going to avoid right. the day and wait for it to end. I keep looking at it as a prime opportunity. Yes. So exactly. wonderful opportunity. Listen, exactly. I was excited. I don't do a lot of like the zombie. I will get into the message for Sunday, mm-hmm. but I got to say this too. I don't do a lot of like the zombie apocalyptical, apocalyptical, whatever, watching of all these shows, The Walking Dead, et cetera. Oh, yeah. But I was excited when people were getting excited about zombies again, because I'm like, you know, zombies are in the Bible, right? It happened. And I always bring it back to like Matthew 27 when Jesus dies and the graves open. It's like, I'm that's so cool. It's like, hey, man, this was happening long before the world came up with the concept. So we can use anything. Yeah. We really can, you know? So take the opportunity, pray, seek the Lord, whatever He's got for you. But talking about using anything, Mm -hmm. um, if we flash back on Sunday and even flash back on last week, what we see is. God really moving mightily here in this region. Um, you know, I'm going to start right from the prophecy that Pastor Zach shared this past Sunday that it had been prophesied several times leading up to just this past year that God was going to be sending us the nations. Mm. And if you weren't here on Sunday, go back and watch Sunday. I kind of look at it as a proverbial spanking. Um, that's really what it seems like to me. I don't know if I can say that here, but it's our show. I'm pretty sure we can say that. Yeah, I mean, I saw it as an admonishment okay. and, and really setting the vision and the tone for what what we are supposed to be about as a church. Yeah. Um, and we touched on it last week where, yes. you know, people come to it and Zach did a, a fantastic yes. job. Absolutely totally. fantastic job. 
of capturing how this is very multifactorial and people can get caught on different sides mm-hmm. of this discussion and that can influence your attitude or your concerns but really it's like okay we're we're honing in and we're we're following what is the heart of Jesus in this? Yeah. And that is what I'm supposed to allow to conform my heart. Yeah, absolutely. Is the heart of Jesus. And 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 it can take like we could he could have tiptoed around the the discussion. Yeah. He could have ignored the discussion. Absolutely. But that would not have accomplished what I believe the Holy Spirit is trying to do, which is making us 100%. more like Jesus. Yes. And if you want to get there quicker, well sometimes it takes a little more of a firm hand and and we are we are a church of the fast track approach and and we need that like i would rather be told where i'm wrong mm-hmm. and and where i need an adjustment than being allowed to walk in my ignorance well well that's just it you're bringing it up and again the reason why i said the proverbial spanking is because hebrews 12 talks about god corrects those whom he loves yeah. and so when you sit under the authority that the Lord installs and you're, you've been under it enough, you know, okay, this correction is good. Even if, even yeah. if it's chafing my flesh, right. I, there's probably not a Sunday that I don't come where something chafes and I've learned to be mm-hmm. grateful for it because God's refining something in me. So that's what I'm saying. This is actually really good. We are on the fast track. Let's get it correct. Let's move forward. Let's have healthy dialogue. Right. Again, I I think healthy dialogue is different from a public blasting, which is what Pastor Zach was saying. Mm-hmm. You want to have mm-hmm. healthy dialogue in a good forum, that's great. But to use a public forum to right. blast- Right. Oh, yeah, absolutely not. Is never yeah. going to go well. So again, I, I hope that the posture for all of us, we're not saying this. I'm not saying this arrogantly sitting here. I'm saying this as somebody who acknowledges like- pretty much on a regular basis on a Sunday, something is happening that's bringing correction to me. And I've learned to be like, this is good. If, if it's chafing me, I need to do some work. I need to ask the Lord what's going on. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's, and it's walking that out with, with the Holy Spirit in your private time mm. after the Sunday too. Um, not just doing something or saying something because, oh, it's going to please my pastor if I act this certain way. Yeah. No, it, it's, it's, receiving what the Lord places on your pastor um, and then walking that out to then please the Lord and become more like Jesus. That's the goal. And then walk in more unity with one another, which is what then allows the kingdom to come. Yeah. So, hey, if you're tuning in saying, I have no idea where these guys are coming from, you got to go back and rewatch the message or listen to the message on HPC Sermon Notes. Uh, you yeah, so, so the correction was not included on the... Uh, podcast version okay. of the sermon. So you have to go You'll to the watch. YouTube. YouTube. Go to the YouTube. And Good. it was right after worship. Okay. And it is right so. after worship. And this is great. What, what's happened here is that there have been several migrants who have been deposited in certain areas of this yeah. region. And and the question is, okay, we're hearing about them being hungry and starving and mm-hmm. kids not having clothes, all these different things. And I love what Pastor Zach said. We said it on the air last week or on this show last week. This is my old radio days mm-hmm. coming out on this podcast yeah, last yeah. week. Like, hey, it doesn't matter where we stand in terms of agreement with a, a decision that came out of Washington. Yeah. All That stuff is out of our hands. Yeah. It only comes to our hands when we're able to vote. Mm-hmm. But when people, living real mm-hmm. people are on our doorstep, right. we then have have a responsibility. Right. Exactly. And and it's like, okay, what is commanded in the scriptures? You can go all the way back to Leviticus and read about caring for the foreigner who mm-hmm. is among you. Yeah. God said, listen, you shall not mistreat the foreigner who mm-hmm. is among you. 
When he brought the children of Israel out of Egypt, he said, and he gave them these laws, you're going to be kind and care for the foreigner among you because you need to remember you were once a foreigner. And and maybe not all of us were, you know, complete foreigners, but spiritually. I was about to say yeah, that. Go, yeah, go, go. Especially in this, this day and age. Oh, man. If you are living for the Lord, you are very much a spiritual foreigner. Yeah. Uh, because the world is very blatantly against what we are for. Yeah. Uh, but that, again, goes back to our light then shines mm-hmm. even brighter. And uh, I, one of my favorite points that Pastor Zach brought up, um, he said this, I think, in the first service, but because there were some of the concerns or that had been raised was, sure, was about concerns. protection mm-hmm. of the kids here at King's Academy, mm-hmm. um, you know, having this more of a community center being opened up during the week um and and all of that and and concerns of like well we don't know anything about these people like they are criminal like they could be criminals or like that sort of thing like alluding to that yeah um and pastor Zach said you know if we reach them we can we can be a big piece mm. of the puzzle in helping them to avoid going down that path agreed and that completely um, should change our attitude. Yeah. And then also it's remembering that all of us, especially in our church and in a, a church that is so well known for people coming and finding inner healing from their Absolutely. past trauma, we have cr- we have people in our church that used to be criminals, mm-hmm. that, that used to commit you know, very big sins. So it's rather naive of us to think that we're just this clean group. Mm. And now all of a sudden we're concerned about who's walking in the doors. No, like the church is a hospital. It's an ER. So you're going to have big casualties coming through the door. And that's what this is. Yeah. And then we have to place our faith in God, who is, he's the one who's establishing this. That's right. And he has a security system that we do not see. Mm. So he <laughs> will guard and protect what belongs to him. Oh, man, dude, I you said so much there that I'm just elated about. Jesus even says this one thing about the angels and children. He says, listen, I tell you the truth, that their angels always see the face of my father. And God does have a security system that we are unaware of sometimes in the natural. He is able and capable. So, hey, listen, it was really wonderful for those of us who were able to serve last week and to spend some time. I had my father-in-law come in and translate. We had your mom come in. I I cherish every moment I get to spend with Dulce. I really do. It is so much fun. We had your dad here. Your dad and I were off in the corner watching both of our wives talk to each other, and we thought, this is great. That's awesome. This is great. So it was really a tremendous week. We didn't have a whole lot of activity this week. Um, We talked to our outreach coordinator, Kim, Mm -hmm. and she has some different plans that they're putting in order under outreach for how we're continuing to minister uh, to this group of people. So praise God. But our doors are open. We're watching amazing things happen even on a Sunday where people are coming in. We're, We're now offering, we have offered this past week some translation. So a couple of people who are able to kind of interpret and share the scripture or share the message Oh, in, cool. Yep. So that's right, been cool. going on. That was awesome. So altogether, really cool what's happening. We need to be ready and available for more and just keep trusting God as he brings things to us, brings Amen. things to us. Yep. Yeah. Cool. So that was number one on Sunday. Yeah. And then we get to number two, which is this prophetic word that Pastor Zach had a couple of years ago in regards to yeah. how this whole thing was going to be built. 
You know, it's amazing. Sometimes we meet people and they come in and they're like, oh, you guys renting space here? Like this place is endless. And we're like, no, we own, we own it. this part of the yeah. mall. And only God could do that. Mm-hmm. Only God could do that. So when the, when Pastor Zach was praying a couple of years ago, the Lord said, hey, it's going to be by the widow's might. One of the things that you heard from Pastor Zach on Sunday, which was beautiful, and the last three weeks... It's been, hey, this may be a seeming contradiction, but really it's complimentary. Absolutely. You and I have yep. always talked on this show that mm-hmm. we have to pay attention to what the Spirit is saying yeah. to the church throughout so the good. season. So good. Things may seem contradictory, but they are complimentary. Yep. Just like our hands come together, there's a gap, there's a space. Nobody can see it right now, but I'm putting it together, <laughs> right? There's there's room for something to complement. And so he had this word on the widow's might, and there was also a prophetic word coming forth that it's going to be the wealth of the wicked stored up for the righteous Mm -hmm. and both go hand in hand yeah yeah they really do absolutely there has to be the regular giving from the people who are part of this congregation i I come i come back to one thing we we talked about this before we talk about it in nearly every class i don't know if you guys talk about it in worldview but at school of the spirit we talk about it in most of our classes and it all comes back down to second corinthians 9 which you've been studying as well yeah and not just as god loved the cheerful giver but paul actually talks about those who have sown spiritual things yeah it's no big thing to reap in material absolutely well in my in my worldview class um the Lord had placed in, into the syllabus this concept of the kingdom perspective. And mm. we, we see that in scripture. Yeah. But that is a very that is a primary lens mm-hmm. through which you have to look at the world. Yeah. So it's not looking at it as my kingdom. It's yes. his yes. kingdom. Yes. And so when you understand that and then and, and go back and even just read the New Testament, read the the Bible, you you have a better understanding of how to view people, how to view your resources, and then also how you view the God and 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 Jesus and how He provides for you. Mm. It, it's a it's a different it's a different perspective than okay, I've been saved and now I'm gonna try to have this good life and I'm gonna I'll do my best to partner with the Lord. It's not even about partnering with the Lord. The kingdom perspective is everything is the Lord. Yeah, total surrender. I belong to him. Yes. And he places desires in me, and then he funds those desires. He provides for those. But I am not to look at what I have Mm. as, okay, I created this. Mm -hmm. And so out of my excess or what I believe I can afford, then I will allow that to partner with the Lord. No, it's everything's the Lord's. Yeah. And you give out of those first first fruits yes so even your first breath in the morning Mm, that's the way the jews live yes Yes. it's like that first breath is like wow like the lord has allowed me to live another day Mm -hmm. how do i partner with him today how do i see my day as his yeah and so it's this bigger 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 picture than just money and pastor zach was alluding to that um, at the end of the message, especially. Well, it's it's interesting. It's bigger than money. It's complete posture and complete surrender because we discover the more we follow the Lord that we're disciples, we're owners of nothing, mm-hmm. we're stewards of everything. Right, is this right. principle that we co- keep coming back around to? But it, we can we can we can deal with that, Luke, mm-hmm. when it comes to our time and our talent. Many of us are really really good with like time belongs to the Lord. We got to mm-hmm. pick a place to serve. And my talents, I want to give these gifts to the Lord. 
Jesus is very, very clear that I do not believe in a poverty mindset. I love that um, at prayer last night, the focal point, I know it's not live streamed yeah. anymore, but yeah. the focal point was eradicating the poverty mindset because we you have we, to, we tend to yes. look at the rich yes. young ruler yes. and we think that's the blanket statement yes. for everybody. No, yeah. no, it was the one thing Jesus yeah. said, the mm-hmm. one thing his heart was still tied around. And Jesus himself said, listen, where your treasure is, mm-hmm. your heart will be. And and while time is important and talent is important, money is pivotal mm-hmm. in the kingdom of God because yeah. there is a direct connection yep. between what we treasure in our lives and our wallet. And yeah. we will go wherever that is, which is why when we surrender those first fruits of the finances and we actually let go of money as a god as an idol i am I, i'm your life is transformed i'm i'm preempting myself by saying this was so critical when the mm-hmm. lord tore through the idols of my life mm-hmm. at 18 years old the last to go was the idol and the god of money and god transformed my world by right. teaching me to let go right right well because then we really find out how how in control of our lives the Lord really is yes. and how he is there sustaining and he is there providing. Um, because it, and if you don't surrender, it's not that you're no longer his child. No. That's, and, that's, and that's the thing. There is this freedom, yep. but it's let go so that you can know, mm-hmm. so that you can truly know mm. that what you have comes from him. Yes. Oh, Luke, it's so powerful. And again, it's it's difficult when we communicate these things because sometimes they can seem like they're coming off very law-based or yeah, heavy-handed. It's, it's not. Listen, my heart is so moved. I, I was that kid I've shared here at church. I was that t- teenager making a lot of good money. And my father was really challenging me saying, listen, you're not tithing. You're not honoring the Lord. And I'm like, I'm not giving that money to your God. And God had to totally transform my heart. And I have not lost touch of the beautiful principle of tithing mm-hmm. and and reaping, giving, yeah. sowing, reaping, all of it. God is faithful. And Luke, one thing that that, that becomes challenging is that we tend as people in a church and congregants, we tend to think, okay, well, maybe I'll try this tithing thing and then I'll let you know if it works. We we really need to understand what God communicates in the last prophetic book, Malachi 3. You know, it's easy to jump to the part of Malachi 3, 8, shall a man rob God. Mm-hmm. But just read a little bit further to verse 10. Bring the whole tithe into the storehouse that there may be food in my house and test me mm-hmm. in this. What we need to actually realize is we're not putting the church to test. We're no. not putting the pastor to test. Yeah. We are literally putting the Lord to test in our lives. Right, the right. The one area we're called to. Right, and, th- and that's what Pastor Zach said, because th- it's it's really hard to, I think, as a pastor, uh, to talk about money mm. from the pulpit. Mm. It's a little bit easier, I think, even for us here yeah. in like a sidebar discussion. Yeah. Like, we could talk about this, but when you are saying this from the pulpit, it, and especially with a big building campaign sure. going on, it can seem... I think some people would be like, oh, that's manipulation. Like He's serving. They just yeah. need more money. So mm. it's a well timed sermon. It's like, no, it's it, that's not and that's not Pastor Zach's heart. Like no, he made that very all. clear. He says, like, I don't want your tithe. I want the tithe for you. Amen. So as our spiritual father, he wants us to Amen. walk in the fullness of the blessing of the Lord. Amen. Amen. It's so good. Even God, God is not looking at getting anything from you. Rather, he's looking to get something to you. There is a kingdom perspective that you begin to receive Mm -hmm. when you let go. And most of us don't realize that we really do uphold this treasure of finance and then discover like, hey, 
it it doesn't lead to anything. Money is just a tool. It is only the love of money yep. that is the root of all kinds of evil. Yeah. But it is neither good nor bad. It yep. is literally the tool that is in your hand. Mm-hmm. And we have an opportunity. And what happens is when we exchange this thing that has become such a treasure to us and we place it in the capable hands of our father mm-hmm. and today in the 21st century and really throughout the time, you get to do that through the church. God is overseeing his bride. He's overseeing his church. We get to bring that tithe to the storehouse. Yeah. This is the storehouse where people are coming to eat spiritually yep. and drink spiritually. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think what what it shows is you're saying to the Lord, okay, I have these desires. I have things that I want, mm. but I want everything in your way and your time. Yeah. And I'm putting all my faith in you in all these different areas. So like it's like time, money, finances, uh, relationships, putting everything. Because when you're doing that, then you're going to hear clearer from the Lord because you're depending on him. Yes. And then you're not going to get something out of order. You're, you're less likely to, you know, manipulate situations for your own gain. Mm-hmm. Like you could think of Abraham and Sarah, like they received yeah. the promise uh, that God was going to give them a son. Mm-hmm. But then in times when they were doubting and they're like, it really should be happening right now. <laughs> yeah. That's when they would manipulate and, and they would fall into these different kinds of situations and you know now we have ishmael and Mm. everything that resulted from that yes but if they had just trusted the lord then it it avoids it avoids these other consequences now the lord is still faithful he sure is he's and and that's that's what you have to understand like the god's grace in your life is not dependent on whether or not you're tithing that's right that's right but you get to experience greater blessing if when you have greater dependence Ooh. and you wait in his time. So good. That is so good. And that's really hard. It, no, it is. It's, I, I, it's hard for me. Well, that's what I'm saying. So, I mean, we're not sitting here, you know, dialoguing like no. we've a- arrived or yeah. achieved. No, we are trusting the Lord completely, completely. Yep. And it's just these are the true principles. Again, number one, we're not under the law. Absolutely. We're not under that law anymore. But the principle of sowing and reaping still exists. Right. As the earth remains, it'll always exist. The, th- the final thing that I wanted to hit today that I love that Pastor Zach brought up is this contrast of obedience and sacrifice. Mm-hmm. Even in terms of our giving, sometimes that we can offer up a sacrifice, like a sacrificial giving right. from excess. Right. And and we do feel good about that. And there's nothing wrong. There's nothing wrong. But what what a true test of and the heart is- I think there is, will be moments of that. Absolutely. Sure. Yeah. I, I think we all should live that way, yeah. where we actually have regular sacrificial mm-hmm. giving, that God prompts us to go more. Right. But there is also something to the repeated regular giving of that tithe mm-hmm. That keeps that heart posture right there yeah. before the Lord, because obedience, as the scriptures say, is better than absolutely. sacrifice. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, um, Jesus talked a lot about money yeah. and he talked a lot about our heart posture in, in our giving. Yeah. You know, he even just in the story today, the parable. Actually, it's not a parable. I think this actually happened. Yeah, because he saw this. He oh, saw oh, this yeah. happening in real time. Yep. Like this is this isn't a parable, and I think that's the important. Mites. That's yeah, because sometimes because Jesus is so many parables. I, I think know. sometimes we're like, oh, it's another parable. Nope. No, like this is a real thing. Jesus is sitting there, mm-hmm. and he's seeing all these people come in to give 
money. Yeah. And it would make a big sound because mm. it was like these, you know, metal con- receptacles. So if you had a big gift, you're going to hear that and it might go on forever. Wow. It's like, you know, <laughs> cling, cling, <laughs> right. Cling, it's like, cling, I'm not, dro- I'm not dropping in a gold bar. I'm going to drop in like <sighs> the gold bar in worth in coins. Right. <laughs> so it's like, so my, you know, my pour is longer. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. And then this widow comes in and she gives in one sixty fourth, one one hundred sixty fourth of a day's wage. Bing, That's bing. not even you might not even hear yeah, that. Yeah. You you don't hear that at all. So you just good. see it. Yeah. And then Jesus, because expo- he knows all things. Yeah. He says she gave out of everything that she had. Yeah. Her and, livelihood. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Which when we really look at that word, Luke, I, I love that you're bringing that up because this gets to the real heart of what Jesus was trying to show mm-hmm. about that Pharisaical attitude and even some other right. religious people. It's like they would love to pray the loud prayers yep. in public. They would love to be called rabbi. All Do these the good things. deeds Do in the good public. deeds in public, which is why Jesus said, don't let your left hand know what your right hand's doing. Even keep it secret from yourself. Like just yes. be focused on yeah. honoring God in private. Uh-huh. And what you see is that every time you honor the Lord in private. He yep. always brings that honor to this account where this woman is forever yeah. remembered by yeah. these two tiny yeah. mites. It's so powerful and so beautiful, but it's that piece that I want to hit on. It's she gave of her lively yeah. li- livelihood. She gave of her lack, her whole livelihood. And we think about that. You think about the other widows, the mm-hmm. widow at Zarephath, mm-hmm. another widow, Elijah and Elisha yep. going to, and you see, you know, it's it's all that they have left. Right. Well, even the feeding of the 5,000, mm-hmm. it's it starts with one child's lunch. Correct. Or, or, like something very, very small. Yes. And that's what Jesus is trying to show us. Yes. It's like, it, it looks small. Like even the lack that she had, it was a physical lack. Yeah. But obviously she spiritually didn't lack. That's right. Uh, there's a lot that we don't, that we that we can't see physically. Yeah. You know, I think this is really important too, as we kind of wind this down on such a, an intense topic, which I, I pray that Pastor Zach will probably give us some more teaching as the Spirit mm-hmm. leads on this. It's going to be great. Yeah. But one of the things that became so clear to me, so as a young buck making a lot of money, when my dad would challenge me, I'm like, I'm not giving to your God. And, and quite frankly, I was really rebellious for a period of time. And I, I didn't, I was just hurt. And so I'm mm-hmm. saying all these things. Yeah. And my dad was like, oh, sit down, son. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you about the times where God provided groceries when we had nothing to feed you. Let me tell you about the times where clothing showed up. Like all these things he went through to reveal, because what happens is exactly what you're saying and exactly what is written here. This is an area of dependency on the Lord. Right. It really has nothing to do with the money. Mm -hmm. Rather, it has to do with our heart being fully dependent upon the Lord. And when we release, we don't Mm -hmm. realize, but exchanging because where your treasure is, your heart will be. When you exchange that treasure and place it onto the Lord, though that money, that that currency that has such a, a power over us just begins to break. And mm-hmm. it doesn't matter. We know how to be abound and we know how to be abased, you know? Right. Right. Yeah. And and I and I think it's again, it's not about being reckless. Mm-hmm. It's about obedience that leads to sacrifice. Yeah. So it's going to, and it takes discipline. Correct. Pastor Zach was talking about so discipline. So good. And have discipline in all these other areas too. Like yes. reading the word, um, you know, gr- growing in relationship with one another. Like that, it, it's a discipline across the board. That's right. And then you will 
you will be in a better position to hear and, and to know. And it's still going to feel like a sacrifice. That's right. It's still going to feel like a sacrifice. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's not about like, oh, I'm just going to go write out all the money in my bank account. It's like, no, like you're, you're still supposed to be responsible. Yes. But it's not about like, okay, how much can I afford to give God? That's, that's the wrong question. Correct. This is why, again, Pastor Zach said he loves that it's a tithe, a tenth, mm-hmm. a percentage, a percentage. Amount because yeah. it's, it's equitable across yeah. the board. Mm-hmm. It may not be equal in terms of like what we are all bringing in, no. but it's equitable. It's yeah. one accountable line for everybody. And I always found the tithe was really easy when I didn't really make a lot of money. But as I've made more money, it's like, oh wow, that ten percent mon- that ten percent number goes up. Like it does. that's that's really sizable. Uh, you know, Luke, you're bringing so, up a great point because like, sometimes we tell ourselves this lie that when I have more, I'll uh-uh, give more. No. That is actually a lie. Yeah, we need to acknowledge yeah. that because if we haven't learned to do in the least, as is communicated in Luke 16, yep. we won't do with more. Yeah. So it's really good to start. Like you said, it's actually easier. My parents actually taught us to tithe on whatever that little, uh, what do you call when the kids- Like a gift, like the- Gifts, but also what what do you call the kids? Chore, what do you call that money? Allowance. Allowances? Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. You got 25 cents, Kurt. Here's how we're going to divide that. And you're going to give a tithe on that. And they were were so instilling that principle there. So it is good to learn. Yeah, and teach your kids because then they can learn it it younger. Absolutely. And watch the Lord work in their life. So this is a, a great dialogue. I do want to pray for us all as we mm-hmm. wrap up today. Did you have any closing No, remarks? I just think, uh, go read 2 Corinthians 9. Yes, good one. Um, we were going to talk about it, but I think it's it actually be good for us to have like a little homework. This way we can put some of that discipline Amen. into practice. Go read. Uh, but just to set the context, you know, Paul's writing to the church in Corinth and he had bragged to the Macedonians about how, you know, the, the no, the Corinthian church, they're, they are givers. They are givers. <laughs> yeah. And so he's reminding them because he sent them a lot of correction, yeah. uh, but he's reminding them again of who they are and how they are givers and, you know, encouraging them to like, you know, make that. Make good on that. Make that gift, you know, yep. have that gift prepared. I'm sending Titus yep. to kind of like take care of that. Make sure you guys are in order. So this way your testimony lives on. Mm. Um, and that's, that is, you know, giving is our testimony because so God good. gives to us. So now we give. Um, but then he, he has some good teaching on how to correct your heart posture in that, in that process. So go read it. So uh, you're, I don't even know if we're going to end the show today. You're bringing this up and it's just reminding me, my wife came home from prayer last night and she was talking about a gift that we had wanted to give and it's not there right now to give it, but this is, this is where we oh, tend wow. to be. This is so cool. We, we, we yeah. want to give gifts. Oh, yes. This is how the Lord begins yes. to move your heart. Absolutely. One of the principles so that fun. we learned from 2 yeah. Corinthians 9 is that if you read the scripture carefully, it says, now he who supplies seed, seed. to the sower mm-hmm. and bread for food. So if you want to be a big sower, I'm gonna, I have so many testimonies on this. You want to be a big sower? Ask God for seed. Mm-hmm. This is what you do. God is the one who supplies mm-hmm. the seed. So every time in my life where I, I had a, a desire, hey, Lord, I want to bless that person with a vacation. Could you give me the amount of money? I have this, I share this testimony in all my classes. So cool. And it's like the moment the Lord put it in my hand, now I have to make good on that promise. Yes. And I did yep. it and it was so awesome. Right. So we're now praying for, Lord, we need the seed to sow. Mm-hmm. This is actually where we can begin to move. God does so much in our hearts behind the scene as we trust him. It's so cool. 
Yeah. I love it. I guess at some point we should end the show, right? <laughs> yeah. Until uh, next time. It's okay. And you yeah. give us homework. So we'll come back next week. Second Corinthians nine. nine. Good stuff. Yeah. All right. Well, Father, thank you so much for this teaching on tithing, on obedience, on sacrificial giving. Thank you that it is good to know that where our treasure is, there our heart will be also. There is a direct line from our wallet to our heart and from our heart to our wallet. Mm. And you, as the cross, you can actually bridge that gap and we can be transformed so that our treasure is you and you're the one that supplies seed to the sower and bread for food. You mm. supply and multiply the seed that we sow and you increase the fruits of our righteousness. And so we thank you for that as we discuss disperse abroad as we give to the poor, our righteousness endures forever. So we trust you. Father, we pray for every one of us that if we're a little challenged to really practice the regular tithe giving, that we would put that into practice and realize that we're not putting Pastor Zach's word to the test. We're putting you, Lord, mm. to the test, and you're able to make good on your promise, according to Malachi 3.10, to open up the windows of heaven and pour out blessing that we don't have room enough to receive it, to rebuke the devourer for mm. our sake, to make us the delightsome land. You are able to do these things. And so we trust in you, and we thank you, and we walk in peace in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right, bro. Well, I'm Luke. And I'm Kurt. And that's The Breakdown. We'll catch you next week. Give me a break.